Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, your home for NCAA tournament action. But basketball <laughs> My name is Greg Tepper. I'm that was not planned. Of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places. Uh, we know you're two screening us. That's fine. Yeah. Or you're also chosen the podcast. We are also two screening you. The podcast so. vendor of your choice. Yeah, we got it. If you see me glancing over this way, we normally can. I either glance here and I'm looking at the camera, or I glance here and I'm looking, looking at Pickle. pickle. If you see me looking over here, I'm watching basketball. Uh, either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, team. Happy happy True TV um, Thursday. Yeah, and St. Paddy's Day, which I feel like yes. most everyone's in red. Or uh, I don't know why I said I know why I was going to say red. I, everyone's in green except for our intern Logan, who's in red. Ah, so we're yes. gonna have to get on to him. We will have to get on to him. Um, anyway, uh, we do appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. Today is Thursday, March seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. Two hundred fifty-two days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Rob Lowe mm. with his NFL cap. What is it? Yes, NFL's very own Rob yes, Lowe. The NFL's <laughs> very own Rob Lowe. Uh, episode one thousand three hundred fifty-two. On today's show, friends, big show, big show. It is St. Patrick's Day. Yes. My green here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my green swole bees on. I have no um, issue finding green in my closet, so this is a yeah, good day for me. Yeah, I was going to say, big day for you. Yeah, I just you, have to choose Baylor which alums, one. Mm-hmm. Baylor alums feeling good. like. And Baylor's playing today, too, so I know the Baylor, like, yeah, everyone's exactly. pumped about It'll it. Um, on today's show, guys, uh, it is St. Patrick's Day, so we're going to take a look at uh, who had the luck in college football in Texas in 2021. We'll get to that in the back half of the show. We're going to be joined with the new head coach of the San Antonio Lanier Vokes. The only Vokes in America, uh, Coach Sal Tellez, yeah. who's taking over for Don Gatton, who was there for 24 years. He was promoted to the off- from the offensive corner position. Excited to talk with Coach Tellez coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Ryan Fox, Rob Hadaway, Nick Morton, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas. And Andrew Christensen is giving me some crap because Gonzaga is literally in the West Coast Conference. <laughs> Yeah, they won the West Coast Conference, and you're like, are they in Delaware? <laughs> Come on. I don't know why I thought but they were in the again, Northeast. Can't stress enough. By the way, last night, Notre Dame wins. Ugh. Gonzaga, favored to win the tournament. Catholics back on top. Oh, God. Anyway. You and Ish both. All right. Pickle. It's St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. In the past on St. Patrick's Day, we have uh, had, like, the head coach of Shamrock. Uh-huh. Or the head coach of Dublin, mm-hmm. or someone like that. Just the like, Irish. You know, the Irish, right? You're doing fun pay, things. Pay our homage. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, we didn't do that this year. Instead, we are going to talk a little bit 
about a four-letter word. And that four-letter word is luck. Luck. And no, I don't mean it rhymes with luck. I mean... <laughs> it is it actual luck. luck. And and I, I say it's a four-letter word because I think that there are some people that when I say that a team got lucky, that means that I'm somehow demeaning what they did. Yeah. De- or, degrading them a little degrading bit. degrading them a yeah. little bit. Right? In the sense that you're, you're saying, oh, well, they got lucky. I think if you talk to any coach in football, any coach in sports, they would tell you that to win a championship or to succeed, you got to be good, right? I don't mm-hmm. think there's any doubt about that. You got to have some talent. Uh, you got to be disciplined, right? You got to follow your game plans, things like that. But you also need to have a little bit of luck. Like, there's, uh, that's, not, that's not saying... Um, let's go back to North Shore beating Duncanville in the 2018 title. Mm-hmm. Okay? North Shore beating Duncanville. There is a, obviously an incredible amount of skill that went into the Hail Mary. Yes. There's also a little bit of luck in mm-hmm. the sense that a Duncanville player mistimed his swipe, right? right? Things like that. I think when a game is competitive and has mm-hmm. been played to its fullest, that's when luck starts coming into play. Like, you're not going to win by 21 points and anyone is ever going to consider it luck. Right. You know, exactly like, right. especially even if it's the underdog, say a team that has zero wins on the season, they beat someone by 15 points, 16 points, whatever. It's not luck at that point. They just outplayed you. I think, and, and what's funny is I think we've gotten away from using the word luck because we'll use the word like they caught a break yeah. or they catch some breaks. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about is luck there. Yeah. And there is one particular place in which luck is very, is it's, it's very clearly the only thing that's going on here. Mm-hmm. And that is on fumbles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hear me out. If you take a look, uh, like like when the ball hits the turf, it is basically a 50-50 shot to recover that ball. It is essentially all luck. Mm-hmm. Recovering, like, let me be very clear about this because I, I, I this can get misconstrued sometimes. Forcing fumbles... Is not luck. ...is a skill. Yes. Ball security... Is, is a, a skill. skill. Yes. All of those things. There are teams that do not fumble very much. Mm-hmm. There are teams that fumble a lot. Mm-hmm. There are teams that force a ton of fumbles. Yeah. That it, is all skill. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about getting the ball out of their hands. We're talking about the ball rolling down the field right. up for anyone to grab it. Once it hits the turf, once an oblong ball hits the turf. It's an elliptical spheroid. It's really, there you go. It is <laughs> essentially anybody's ball game. Now, look, there's a little bit of, of variance here. For example, if you if you fumble the ball, and this is across all college football this past year, all FBS college football, mm-hmm. if you fumble the ball, you have a fifty two percent chance of recovering. Yes, I, I, okay, that makes sense because it left your hand last. Yes. You're theoretically should be the closest to the yes. ball. Okay. Yes, if the opponent fumbles it, then it's 47.8. You know what I mean? So there is a little bit of that in Mm -hmm. the sense, and and you can imagine how maybe that happens. It's like you fumble the snap and you fall right back on it. You have a little bit more of an advantage in instances like that. But essentially, when the ball hits the turf, it's anybody's ball game. Mm -hmm. Which means that if you recovered a lot of fumbles... Like, let me. If you were covered a high percentage of fumbles, you got kind of lucky. And if you recovered a low percentage of fumbles, then you were pretty unlucky. Mm-hmm. Rob Hadaway literally put it best: "Luck is where preparation meets opportunity." Yeah, that's the perfect way to put that. Right. 
And so for me, when you're talking about fumbles, that is that is a pure, essentially like a coin flip, mm -hmm. right? It's a coin flip. And so I took a look at the numbers across all of FBS college football. And we, we're going to look at which of the 12 FBS teams in the state were the luckiest when it came to fumbles in 2022. Would you believe it? Caw! I, I hadn't even really looked at the graphic, man. The North Whoa. Texas Mean Green were, according to fumble recovery rate, they had the highest fumble recovery rate in 2021. And part of that is... Part of that is that, yes, they recovered uh, more than half of their opponent fumbles, but they also recovered 71% of their own fumbles. Mm -hmm. That's extremely lucky. They put the ball on the turf 14 times. They only lost four. Yep. That's impressive. Well, <laughs> impressive in the fact right. of quit fumbling the ball. Right. UTSA is second. UTSA um, recovered 56% of their opponent's fumbles, which is really what buoys their number here. Uh, they were 56% of their opponent's fumbles. Then we get to Houston at number three. Houston recovered 56.3% of all their fumbles, okay? But here's what's remarkable about Houston. Houston actually only recovered 40% of the times that their opponent put the ball on the turf. Only 40%. Wow. Okay? Eight out of 20. But here's the thing. They were number one in the nation at recovering their own fumbles. Number one. So when they put the ball on the turf, they got on it. They put the ball on the turf 12 times. They only lost two of them. That is pretty lucky Yeah. when you're doing talking like that. Texas is next, 56%. Uh, as from a, from a, from a, a holistic perspective, uh, if you're talking about where they rank like nationally, Texas comes in at number... No, I was sorting by another place. Texas comes in at number 30, 31. Houston's okay. number 30. Uh, Texas is number 31. Next up is TCU. TCU is pretty remarkable. They're 50%. And here's the amazing thing. They recovered 50% of their own fumbles. They recovered 50% of their opponent fumbles. They are right, dead set, Man. right in the middle. And realistically, it sounds bad to like let that many of them go, but that's that's a good place to be in. Yeah. If you can if you can coin flip your own fumbles, that's not a terrible place to right, be in. Exactly right. They recovered three of their opponent's six fumbles. They recovered ten of their of their own twenty fumbles. I believe that's the case. So there's that. They're they're next. Then you get to teams that were quote unquote unlucky. So those are the teams that you could say were lucky or were neutral. A&M's next. A&M could not, for the life of them, recover an opponent's fumble. They, they only got 33% of their opponent's fumbles. They were pretty unlucky. Baylor's next at 45.7%. UTEP next on that list. Uh, Texas State uh, recovered half of their own fumbles, but only got 40% of their opponent's fumbles, 44.7%. Rice is next. Rice was uh, Rice was was rel pretty unlucky, especially on their own. Their when they were covering opponents' fumbles, but that will pale in comparison to one. So then you get to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Get to the bottom. The second unluckiest team in the state in in the state was Texas Tech, and this is incredible. Texas Tech, as far as their own fumbles, they only and remember that you are, you should recover a few more of your fumbles than you lose. Right, fifty two percent theoretically. They recovered a quarter of their own fumbles. Wow. They were second to last in the nation in recovering their own fumbles. They lost nine of their 12 fumbles. Good. That is, that is unlucky. That is there's, telling of a season, there's, too. There's no other way to put it. That is unlucky. And then... 
there's a team that was the unluckiest team in the nation, or um, not the unluckiest team in the nation, but the unluckiest team in Texas, and that was SMU. And SMU recovered 45% of their opponents' fumbles, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, their own their own fumbles. They recovered only 26% Man. of their opponent fumbles, five of 19. Okay, so if you're interested in who was so overall, if you take a look at if you're ranking it overall, SMU was the out of 130 FBS teams, they ranked 126th in fumble luck. They were extremely unlucky. If you're interested, the luckiest team in the nation okay. was Cal. Cal recovered 70% of all fumbles. That came out of left field. They recovered 70% of their own fumbles. In fact, the top three were Cal, Louisiana Lafayette, and Army. Now, I have a theory about Army. Mm-hmm. Um, They're Ar- moving Army, so compact. Army, because of the offense that they run, I think that they don't, because of the uh, just the way that they, they don't have a lot of open field fumbles. Mm-mm. And so I think that they recover a lot of their own fumbles, and, and that bears out in the numbers. Yeah, there's like three guys always in right. a triangle exactly. together that kind of you have. Yeah, them. you're right. making your own luck at that point. Correct. The unluckiest team in college football in 2021, hmm. North Carolina State. North Carolina State recovered 23% of all fumbles Oof. in their games. Okay? Now... Here's the amazing thing. They were actually, as far as recovering their own fumbles, it was bad, but it was 37.5%. Mm-hmm. Reco- their opponents fumbled nine times. They got one of them. Man. Think about that. Think about the ball bouncing around on the turf. And you can only and you pick get it, up one you get of it them. one time. Oh, man, I can't even imagine super how frustrating. frustrating that is. Anyway, there's a look at the fumble recovery rate, the luckiest and unluckiest teams in Texas in 2021. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. If you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe, we would sure appreciate it. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the new head coach of the Vokes of San Antonio Lanier. We're joined by Coach Sal Tellez. Coach, how are you? Doing great, sir. How are you? Doing great. How are things in beautiful San Antonio, Texas? Oh, man, beautiful weather now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that bipolar weather's done for now. So yeah, I was gonna great. say you, you guys have it's been it's been a little bit up and down uh, for for how you guys have been there. Um, I, I want to ask you about this new job. You uh, were recently promoted back in January. You were promoted uh, to the big chair there at uh, at San Antonio. And you're taking over for the legendary Don Gatton uh, there, who was there for 24 seasons there with the Vokes. Uh, you were his offensive coordinator, being promoted to the big chair. When you found out that you were the guy and that you were going to be moving up to the big chair, I'm interested in, in, in what your emotions were and what your feelings were when when you got that news. Well, you know what I mean? I'm a West Side boy. I'm a West Side kid at heart. You know what I mean? I'm from the 78207. Um, been here through the feeder program from, from elementary, middle school. I graduated from here in 2001. So you could just imagine the excitement I got from when I got that phone call from our superintendent that, that night. So, you know what I mean, that excitement and it's still going, you know, and I still kind of kind of have to pinch myself a little bit and I'm here at home, uh, where I grew up. Um 
kind of providing this this leadership for 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 my kids for my for my for my teammates for my mm-hmm. you know what i mean my kids that i grew up with and now the coaching staff that we you know, we're intact we haven't lost anybody and i hope we don't so that just that whole excitement uh was super important to me emotional to me and my family which we're all basically linear grads i have nephews and nieces that graduated from here all of us are saisd products so you know, I mean, I have a great support system, uh, not only at, at, at home, but also through administrators here, through our coaching staff. So, I mean, you're talking about just a success story in itself, uh, growing up here and now being the leader here of this program and taking over the legendary Don Gadden, which is actually my coach back in high school as well. So, you know, I mean, excitement is pretty much an understatement, but man, pretty great feeling here. Uh, you you mentioned being being home there at at Lanier. Uh, you're a guy who who learned under Don Gatton. I, I I listened to an interview last night with Coach Gatton, and, and he talked about how uh, the pride one of the one of the things that he really prided himself in was that he had four now five guys who played for him that are now coaches themselves. And and I'm interested in in you know it's it's probably hard to sum this up, but as far as learning under Coach Gatton. What are you going to take from from his lessons and, and, and from watching his legendary career there in San Antonio? What are you going to take with him from from what he did uh, to bring along with you into what is your now your program? Um, so, again, working here and, and coaching with some of my my teammates from back in high school, uh, we all grew up through through or played here and learned the, the whole discipline here. Um, being from the 7207 discipline has to be huge here in our in our walls in our building just because some of us or, or, or some of our teammates some of our players don't have that at home so coach Gannon always brought that discipline no matter what type of players or what type of season we had that discipline was something that was always going to take uh, part in into this program and how it was built so we will not fade away from that uh, discipline is going to be the key here just like it is in a lot of programs um, I think a little bit more of uh, what he's done here was kind of that tradition of, you know, I mean, we have that saying of folks never say die. You know, I mean, so that mentality and building upon that has always been instilled in us as players, uh, as coaches, um, and, and just leading the program now. We will not change the way we 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 attack that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's dis- different ways to discipline kids and, and kind of, uh, instill that into your program. So that's something new that I will bring to it. But, you know, I mean, just the, the whole concept of, of being tough on our kids, that tough love, it's something that our kids need and that, that we needed growing up here. So, you know, I mean, I, I come from a, a great family, uh, both parents in my life, which I'm blessed for, but some of my teammates didn't have that. So they needed that, that toughness. They needed that growing up. Uh, and making sure that you know, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna instill that in through these through this building. So that's one of the biggest things that I would say I would take uh, part from Coach Gaddon. And like I tell my players, you know, I mean, it's bigger than X's and O's here at Lanier High School. Um, it's more about life. And if we could take any any key part into our kids about that, then you know, I mean, discipline's key in, in life. So um, yeah, this is something that has nothing to do with football. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I guess you could say it has nothing to do with it, but it's huge as well. But you know, I mean, teaching that could go a long way for our kids here in the seven eight two zero seven. We're talking with Sal Tell as the head coach of the San Antonio Lanier Vokes here on Texas Football Today. You can involve the conversation hashtag TF Today. You know, Coach, one of the interesting things is that you're taking over a, a program. Obviously, Coach Catton has, has done such a terrific job, but especially lately, 
the past couple of years, back to back, you know, uh, at least shares of the district championship there, um, and and you know, back to back playoff appearances for the first time since '05 to '07. You guys got your first playoff win for the first time since '06. Do you feel in that building? Do you feel in in the program that that success that you guys have had the past couple of years is starting to to really take hold and really starting to to be infectious there uh, within the football program? Oh, for sure. And just in our community, right? We tell our kids every day, you don't understand the power you have as an athlete here in the 7207 in our West Side community. Right? We start off the school year and we dictate how our, 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 our entire school year goes here. Mm-hmm. So, yes, um, we, we, we kind of tell our kids, man, this is something that winning is something that we do here at high school. Back in my, my, my heydays here, you know, I mean, came here in 97 to 2001. You know, I mean, I think I, I, if I count the games I lost here, I think it was five or six as a player. Mm-hmm. So that winning tradition in my eyes is huge. You know, I mean, I've been here nine years, uh, five years as, as, a, as a defensive coordinator, the last two years as, defensive co- I mean, as an offensive coordinator. And it's just something that we've been moving towards, right, moving towards and making sure that we brought that back. Me as a coach and the coaches that have been here and the coaches that we brought on, to kind of instill that and, and, and letting our kids know like this is this is the norm, man. This is not this is not something that we're gonna shoot for, man. This is the expectation. Now, district should be an expectation. You know, what I mean, first round's an expectation. The winning that second round is what we're shooting for now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've made it to the first round, we've made it to the second round. Now let's win that game now. So that's something that we're working at super hard in the offseason now. I mean, we graduated 21, 29 seniors that will graduate this year, so we're gonna have a young class this uh, coming up years, which is a good and a bad thing. You know, I mean, I, I put it on, on the questionnaire that y'all asked me, what's your strength? What's your weakness? I think it's the same. You know, and the weakness is that we're we're gonna play with a lot of freshmen, sophomores, or sorry, sophomores and juniors next year, but that's always that's uh, that's also gonna be our strength. That a lot of teams don't know what we have. I mean, unless they scouted our JV or our freshmen, but uh, who kind of does that? So. You know, I mean, our JV went undefeated last year. Our, our freshmen went undefeated in district. So we have young guys that are eager to learn and, and wanting to con- continue that tradition that that we're kind of just putting into the brain day in and day out of the weight room, out on the on the in the mat rooms, out, out in the on the football field. You know, I mean, those are something that yeah, hey, we're we're just preaching winning, winning the day, man, winning in the classroom, winning here, winning there, wherever you're at. You know, I mean, just win the day. Uh, Sal Tellez of San Antonio Lanier joining us here on Texas Football Today. Coach, you mentioned how young you guys are going to be. You know, just 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 two starters back on, on each side of the ball. Um, do you have a feeling quite yet then on maybe what this team is going to be about? What what like what what are you going to be your, your your real strengths? What is what is a, a Sal Tellez team going to look like? Especially a team that is going to have so many moving parts. Do you have a feeling quite yet on on what your 2022 Vokes are going to be about? Well, I'm telling you, it's not going to change. We were hard-nosed guys. <laughs> we're hard-nosed guys. So that that's never going to change. You know, what I mean, uh, rest in peace, Coach Bain. When I was here, he was the offense coordinator, <laughs> and Co- Coach Acres is on staff. He he was as part of that staff as well. And they preached to us, man, you're going to be that guy. When who I don't care who lines up in front of us, right? We're we're working harder than waiting for a reason. We're teaching you to win for a reason. Um, I don't care who lines up in front of us. We're going to go, despite you're a 14 year old or 18 year old, man. You're going to go. I don't care who's in front of you. So we're not going to change that hard nose, man. We're going to pound the ball. Mm-hmm. We're going to pound the ball, and, and we're going to play hard nose defense. Um, we're going to stay in our three four, 
Um, we're going to make some adjustments according to some things that we do. And we were just talking about that this past weekend over spring break. But you know, I mean, we're not going to change who we are. Our identity is not our identity. I don't care who knows about it. And that's who we are. So, and, and that's what type of kids we have. So, and that's what we know here. So we're not going to change that. Uh, my team's going to look pretty identical to, to what we've done in the past. But what I will bring is a little bit more energy. My coaching staff is super young. You know, I, 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 despite, uh, I mean, comparing to other coaching staffs, I, I want to say we're young. The, the intensity is there. Um, just bringing whatever we can, the best that we could bring out of our kids. And that's our job. That's our job. That's what we're here for. I just told our kids yesterday morning, I wouldn't be here, right, if if it wasn't for the sports that we love, the, the sport that we love to play, the sport that we love to coach y'all. I mean, this relationship we get to build with y'all and just kind of guide y'all through life to make sure y'all are successful. So that hard nose, I mean, that's just something that we do here in the 78207, man. We don't, we're not blessed with a bunch of things here. So we got to go out and get it. So, you know, I mean, this these kids to have a leader like myself and the leaders and, and my coaches that, you know, I mean, we have a bunch in the basketball program as well. All our basketball coaches are from the 7807. They all graduated from Lanier. So just teaching them that mindset that, you know, I mean, nothing's given. We're going to earn every inch. And, and that's the way we're, we're going to go about it, sir. All right. And, and, and finally, Coach, I want to ask you a little bit about realignment, which came down, uh, you know, a couple, a couple, I guess now about a month ago. Uh, you guys uh, dropping down to, uh, to, to 5A Division II uh, and, uh, surprise, a 10-team district. Uh, so, so from your perspective, how do you approach something like this? Some familiar faces, right? You're coming along with, with teams like Brack and, 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 and Highlands, you know, Edison, but you're also getting Harlandale and Alamo Heights and, and, and McCollum. And you're going to get into district play here pretty quick. So, how do you how do you approach such a unique district, um, knowing full well that the rubber is going to meet the road real early? Yeah. So you know, I mean, again, um, we we scheduled. Uh, we're going to open up our scrimmage with with South Sand, which is mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're coming from a, a, a harder uh, district right back in the hill country and all that stuff that they were playing against. Um, so. We scheduled them on purpose. You know, I mean, we, we got to get going quick. Um, we're going to have spring ball coming up in May, um, and we got to make sure we attack it every single day. And we told them, you know, I mean, it is what it is. The the, the downfall, you know, I mean, we get only one game to kind of go at and kind of give it a test run when we play Floresville. We open up with Floresville. Mm-hmm. And, again, they're a hard-nosed team as well, so this gives us a good challenge. So we meet up with Jeff with our first district game. But – you know, I mean, it's again. Um, you put we used to have Wagner and Veterans Memorial in our district, and our preparation wasn't different. What we told our kids wasn't different. So just going at it, um, we're gonna go and make sure that our kids are grinding every single day. And you know, I mean, I know it's gonna go fast and come fast, but our kids are up for it, and, and us coaches are up for it. And I mean, Alamo Heights is no. You know, we used to have Alamo Heights in the district back when I played. Back in 2000, we played them in 99. Or well, we didn't get to play them in 99. My my, my first sorry, 97. My freshman year, because of the flood. But we played them in 2000. That that 2000 season, uh, in Animal Stadium. You know what I mean? So this it's not no no difference to us. Uh, like I said, we don't care who we line up against. We're just gonna go out there and we're gonna grind, and that's gonna be our kids' mentality. 
Uh, and finally, Coach, um, I was perusing your Twitter last night, and um, and I found a I found a photo of uh, you know is from your anniversary of, of you and and your wife, and you appear to be wearing your Lanier letter jacket. Uh, were you guys high school sweethearts? <laughs> uh, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, um, then Lisa, please. Got yes, it. sir. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, she's my high school sweetheart, man. Yeah, just like any relationship, right, ups and downs. But we've been through the, the thick of it, the thin of it, and, and we're in love. Uh, we have two kids that we were blessed by: Jeremiah, my oldest; Linnea, my youngest. Um, they're both in SISD right now. My wife works in SISD. So again, like I said, this is a family uh, a function. This is a family affair. We're all in it. Um, I tell my guys the same thing here, man. Like family first, man. Our job's here. It's not going nowhere. You know I mean, we're, we're here. We're going to be, we'll go to work. We're going to grind, but families first. We got to take care of our families. Um, and my wife does a great part as well. You know what I mean? She gets with the wives and she, she, I mean, here again, we're, it's a little different here in the 7807. Our kids, like I said, are not blessed with everything. So we try to look for a bunch of sponsors to sponsor our, our meals and stuff. And our, and the coach's wife do one of those meals where they come up, they take a day off out of their schedules, and they feed our kids for a game. And our kids get to meet our wives, our families and stuff. So, I mean, this is just something that we're all in, man. We're all in, and, and, and my wife's a huge part of why I'm here. My family's a huge part of why I'm here. Um uh, that was one of the first things, and you know, I mean, wise being wise, she said, "All right, we gotta decorate your office." And my, <laughs> my office is decorated now because my wife came in here and helped me decorate. But we gotta rearrange this, we gotta rearrange that. So yeah, I'm blessed to to be surrounded by the family I have, by my wife Lisa. Um, she's truly been a blessing for me, and, and I mean. Yes, sir. High school sweetheart. Oh, uh, and the thing is, she's—I mean, she's got a vested interest. I mean, it's her alma mater too, so like, no pressure. But like, you know, on Friday night, you're also playing for her school too. So, I mean, that's that's a lot, that's a lot of pressure, coach. I gotta be honest. That's uh, that's well. Not... And then you throw my kids on top of them. I drop them off at two in the morning on the bus, and they're like, "It's game day." And they're like, "You better win." <laughs> You better win. It's game day. I know it's game day, and they go excited every every game day, every Friday or, or, or Thursday, whatever game day it is. Yeah, you know I mean they they get to pick. They want to go to Seven Eleven, get a hot chocolate. They want to pick up some tacos. They want to go to McDonald's, whatever for breakfast. I take them in the morning, and it never fails. Game day, they get off to get onto the bus, and they say. You better win. <laughs> he sell tells. So, yeah. That's 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 incredible. He's he sell tells. He's the head coach of the San Antonio Lanier folks. Re- coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the new gig. We're so excited to see what you guys do in the fall. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. There he goes. Sal tells the head coach of San Antonio Lanier. Join us here on Texas Football today. Easy to root for that guy. Oh yeah. Easy to root for that guy. No doubt. Um and, and yeah, I mean look, he's he's taking over for like between Willie Hall at Brackenridge mm-hmm. and um and then Don Gatton at uh, Lanier. Those are like the Dons mm-hmm. of San Antonio. He was there as long football. as I have been alive. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. he's been there for 24 it's years. Always been Don Gatton's program. I mean, yeah. and he, boy, I want to say he was there as an assistant for a long time before that. I mean, he's, he's been, he's an OG. Oh, yeah. So, um, big shoes to fill, mm-hmm. but, but they got the right guy you got, in a, you want to in talk a guy about, that's been there. You want to talk about a perfect fit. A guy mm-hmm. who understands the community. A guy who understands the school. Who went through it and then yes. also has been there for nine years yes. on the other side of right. it. He's, he, he is so immersed in that program mm-hmm. that it just 
it just makes a ton of sense, and it, it, it you can hear it when he talks. Oh about yeah, it too. about how much you know how much pride he takes mm-hmm. in, in that. So, That's awesome. Uh, appreciate uh, Sal Tellis hopping on with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts. Um, happy March Madness to everyone, and we will be doing Mailbag Friday tomorrow. We're doing Mailbag Friday. Oh no! My, what? 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 What are we premiering tomorrow? Ah yes, yes. This is a good thing. I got to finish that today. Um, we are premiering our first ever home turf. It's a home turf series that we're doing, which is basically um, we're going to be going around the state doing facilities tours. Mm -hmm. Like we have some unbelievable facilities and we're going to kick it off with really a truly unbelievable facility because it's where uh, we went down to Franklin, Texas, Mm -hmm. and we saw the home of the Lions, which is a 3A program that their facilities look like. Probably better than most small colleges. Yes. So uh, we'll be, yeah, we'll be airing that tomorrow. So you get to tune in for that. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Sal Tellis of San Antonio Lanier for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.